Ask not what your country can do for you. There's a last time I'm going to be in the lead. The Giants will be the Oh, you little mouse, so won't you go away? One ringy-dingy. Hand off to Griffin, cracks the middle, gets the five. Touchdown, Ohio State. Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the plane. I'm interested to know, Gracie, who's your choice? Need you ask, George. Time now for Spinning My Dad's Vinyl. Here with all his skips, scratches, and pops is my dad, Frank Vaccarello. Thanks, sweetie. And thank you for tuning in to episode 33 of Spinning My Dad's Vinyl. For the second time, we turn to a Herb Albert record, one of 12 my dad had in his collection. And this album is filled with many familiar TJB tunes, including one that was used on a game show. So get ready for the upbeat, very cool sound that used to fill our home on volume 33, Tijuana Brass, Going Places. Tijuana Taxi, written by Irvin Coleman, one of my favorite TJB tunes and probably the first Tijuana brass tune I learned to play on my trumpet, was one of several popular trumpet tunes included in a songbook my dad had bought for me. And I'm pretty sure I have it in a box around here somewhere. All right, why this album? Well, my dad gravitated mostly to happy-sounding music. That's why he has so much Dixieland in his collection, and it's also why he has so much Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass music in his collection, too. 
TJB was probably the soundtrack of my young life more than any other band or musician. My parents played them constantly. One of the few concerts I attended with both parents was at Blossom Music Center to see the brass. And my interesting side note of this episode will describe something you don't often see at a concert. And this album is just filled with several Herb Albert hits. So now a tune that was used as a theme for a popular 1960s and 70s game show. There is Spanish Flea, written by Julius Wechter. Now, that was used as the boys' entrance theme for the show, The Dating Game. And Whipped Cream, the title track of an album you will hear at a future episode of Spinning My Dad's Vinyl, was the theme for the girls' entrance. All right, let's learn about the selection for this episode. It's Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass Going Places. It's on, of course, the AM Records label. It's number SP4112. Now, that number actually became really important because there were a couple of dozen releases from all over the world, and I had to match up the number uh, for the U.S. It's on a vinyl LP album format, Stereo Monarch Pressing. It was released in October of 1965. It is of the jazz pop genre, and its style is Latin jazz, easy lit listening, and instrumental. And now let's uh, take a look at the liner notes on this. I'll actually be able to read all of them. And they were written by Charles Champlin, the entertainment editor for the Los, An Los Angeles Times. 
This is the fifth album from a group which our abbreviation-minded world is beginning to call the TJB, Herb Albert's Tijuana Brass. The TJB's previous albums and singles have sold like hot tortillas, and tortillas themselves have been selling faster than ever north of the border. Going Places, this newest musical piñata from trumpeter Herb Albert and his men, should do equally well. In fact, their zitherless zing through the third band theme took off as a single even before the album went to the pressers. The reason for the TJB Swift success seems obvious. A new sound nowadays is hard to find. A good new sound. Herb Albert found it by turning to what is probably, Rain Dance's accepted, the oldest organized sound southwest of Dodge City the strolling Mexican mariachi band. It has gained something in translation, including a beat and a bass line the likes of which Pancho Villa never heard, plus some studio wizardry that gives Herb's brave squad the firepower of a battalion. What remains, however, to give the TJB its special old new flavor is the triumphant trumpet. Brilliant, mellow, melancholy, or now and again even mocking. It can, collectively, blow down the walls of the Plaza de Toros or chant a moonlight duet with the mandolin. These latest sides confirm what has been hinted in earlier outings by the Tijuana Brass, that the sound carries an international passport and will travel. That is to say, the Albert instrumentation lends itself just as nicely to the music of Manhattan or Vienna as to the music of Mexico. It is, in fact, a surprisingly versatile sound, and although the album title is intended geographically going places also, suggests to me that the TJB and Herb Albert are still very much on the march, musically speaking. With each album, they discover a new range. They are, you might say, going places. All right, let's uh, take a look to see what Discogs.com has valued it. The lowest at 25 cents, the highest at $14.99, and a median nice $2.49. eBay had a bunch of bids in the $5 range, and Amazon ranged from $12 to $22. Now, my dad's album is surprisingly better condition than I thought it would be. I know this album was played frequently, but I can still only call it in fair condition when you hear the playback. The cover is in even better condition than the album, and I'll call that good. So I'll value my dad's record at a dollar. And now for a tune my girlfriend thinks sounds like the song used for the chicken dance at weddings.
<laughs> Cinco de Mayo, uh, written by Chris Montez. All right, let's learn about this episode's artist, Herb Albert. Now, we heard his Wikipedia bio in the previous episode, so let's look for a different perspective. In 2020, writer-director John Scheinfeld released the documentary film Herb Albert Is. Here is a synopsis from the marketing media kit for the movie. Herb Albert was a shy third grader when his music appreciation teacher arranged instruments on a table and encouraged her students to experiment. The eight-year-old picked up a trumpet and effectively found his voice. In 1966, Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass outsold the Beatles 2-1. to one. Between 1966 and 2014, the musician who wed Dixieland and mariachi styles with jazz and pop won nine Grammys, a testament to his virtuosity and enduring appeal. In 1962, he co-founded the indie label A&M Records with business partner Jerry Moss, which introduced artists as varied as Carol King, Cat Stevens, The Carpenters, Janet Jackson, Peter Frampton, Joe Cocker, Quincy Jones, Sergio Mendez, and The Police. A&M would go on to become one of the most successful independent labels in history. His work as an abstract painter and sculptor has been shown worldwide. Through the Herb Albert Foundation, he has given significant philanthropic support of educational programs in the arts nationwide, from the Harlem School of the Arts and Los Angeles City College to CalArts and UCLA. With his number one record, Rise, in 1979, and romantic ballad, This Guy's in Love with You, in 1968, Albert is the only solo artist to have number one singles on both the instrumental and vocal charts. With the Tijuana Brass, Albert had nine consecutive gold albums. After it disbanded, he earned six more. In all, he has a total of 15 gold and 14 platinum records. John Scheinfeld's Herb Albert Is paints a portrait of the sensitive artist and self-described card-carrying introvert as someone who prefers to let his music, painting, and sculpture speak for him. Thus, Scheinfeld relies on the likes of Burt Bacharach, Richard Carpenter, Bill Moyers, Questlove, and Sting to talk about Albert's achievements as a musician and record producer. Others, like Richard Lerivier, president of Chicago's Field Museum, praises the musician's expressionistic sculptures that permanently stand in the museum's gardens, and Eric Pryor, head of the Harlem School of the Arts, testifies to the impact of Alpert's philanthropy. Among the other people interviewed are Jerry Moss, Alpert's longtime partner in A&M Records. The Alpert is the A and Moss the M. Lou Adler, legendary producer of Carole King and the Mamas and Papas, who collaborated with Alpert on songwriting early in their careers and worked together with the legendary Sam Cooke and two-time Grammy Award-winning singer Lonnie Hall, who first met Alpert when he produced Sergio Mendez in Brazil 66, for which she was the lead vocalist. She wed Alpert in December 1973, and aside from her own solo singing career, she has been a vocalist on many of his albums. He calls her his muse. For the 72 million albums he has sold, Albert ranks 7th on Billboard's Top 200. That is amazing. And now for a couple of tunes, including this one used by band leader Tommy Dorsey as his theme song. Except the brass takes the tempo up just a few notches. Mm-hmm. 
spinning my dad's vinyl. There is a very mellow TJB with More and More and More, written by Saul Lake. And before that, I'm getting sentimental over you. Just a few notches, right? Written by George Bassman. Now time to talk a little more about the artist and his artistry in this episode's interesting side note. When I saw Herb Albert at the Tijuana Brass at Blossom Music Center sometime in the mid-1980s with my parents and one of my brothers, he introduced a concept new to me at the time. Before one of the songs, he introduced an artist who brought a large blank canvas. And during the song, the artist painted what he was feeling while the song was playing. This was my first awareness of Herb's fondness for art. In fact, Herb Albert has spent more than half his life as a respected abstract expressionist painter and sculptor whose work has been exhibited from the U.S., Europe, and Asia. Since he began painting in 1969, Albert has experimented with a number of different styles and materials. 
Albert's sculptures, particularly his towering Black Spirit Totem series, draw interest with their freedom of form and massive size, with some bronze pieces reaching 18 feet in height. The totems were inspired by indigenous sculptural forms from the Pacific Northwest. Though Albert's work as an abstract expressionist painter has been inspired by a number of different sources over the years, critics noted the obvious influences of American abstract expressionists as well as the painters of the School of Paris in the 50s. Yet Albert cites his single greatest influence as Mexican artist Rufino Tamayo, whose work first sparked his interest in painting in 1963. His philosophy as an artist has generally been to create from a purely internal place, the feel, as he calls it. For art to appear, Alpert likes to say, the artist must disappear. Creativity is Alpert's staff of life, whether it's music, painting, or sculpture. He launches in headfirst, a soloist, rolling to a rhythm he feels inside, searching for the feel. When I paint or sculpt, he says, I sometimes start with an idea, but it usually morphs into something I didn't expect. I'm looking for that feel and form that touches me, and when I find it, I stop. <laughs> Unquote. In 2012, Herb Albert received the National Medal of Arts from President Barack Obama for his contributions to music and fine arts. Now, I'd like to thank HerbAlbert.com for that view of the artist's life. And by the way, those Black Spirit totems can go for $300,000. If you get a chance, CBS Morning featured him in 2011. You can look it up on YouTube. Now, what ranks right up there as one of my favorite TJB tunes, but he reaches to the other side of the world for inspiration. Let me tell you about it. Zorba's Dance is an instrumental by Greek composer Mikis Theodorakis. The song featured for the dance, which has become known as Sertaki, in the 1964 film Zorba the Greek, for which Theodorakis wrote the soundtrack and became renowned around the world. It is now commonly played and danced to in Greek taverns. The film's track has since been recorded as a standalone song by many different musicians from around the world. Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass recorded a 4-minute, 25-second version of the song as Zorba the Greek for their 1965 album, Going Places. Issued as an edited single with live audience dubbed in, the song reached number 11 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart.
Zorba the Greek, written by Mikis Theodorakis. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. This is one of those episodes that really brings me back to the good times while growing up. I think you get the picture that Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass were a big part of my musical upbringing. And this music is always so joyful, which is how I remember my parents. And to use some of director John Scheinfeld's words... You can't help but become a fan of this upbeat and very cool sound.
The Third Man Theme by Anton Karras. Thanks for tuning into Volume 33, Tijuana Brass, Going Places, However You Did. If you want more information about this podcast, head over to SpinningMyDad'sVinyl.com. I'll be back next week with all my skips, scratches, and pops with Volume 34, Brazil 66, Yamale. Until then, go with the flow, my friends.